episode 186. Rev looks like he's straight out of bed. JR just got out of bed. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, babe. I'm good. I'm good. I'm leaving for Pebble Beach today. I got my Pebble Beach golf tournament this weekend with all my boys. That's four, five days in Pebble Beach. So this is as as lively and as as good as you will see me. You've mentioned that to us for years. Every year you do this, right? Yeah, yeah. Every year, every the first week, first weekend of it, every December. Yeah, we go. Who so. goes? Anyone we know? So this year, um, well, Brian Erlocker usually goes. He had to bow out because his son has uh, has a football game that he's got to that he's got to go see. So Brian Erlocker usually goes. Um, this year, um, Todd Bertuzzi is joining. So Todd Bertuzzi is coming. Uh, so Bertie's going to be there. Big Bert, where's he? Uh, where's he living now? Is he still in Detroit? Yeah, he lives in Detroit. He lives okay. in a small town. He lives in a small town called Lake Orion in Michigan, and um, he belongs to the same golf course that a lot of my buddies belong to that I go to every year. But um, you know, Bertie and I have been good friends for a long time. Um, and I played uh, against uh, Bert uh, Todd Bertuzzi. I played against him growing up throughout all my youth years. And oh, no, way, no way. Yeah. He's so he's a Northern boy. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's uh, right. from Sudbury and yes, uh, an absolute, he was, he was a kid that was ungodly big, like mm-hmm. ungodly big when he was uh, playing youth hockey. Um, he played up a year because he's a mm-hmm. year younger than I was. And uh, he was, he was the real deal. I mean, like a man child. Ta- he was a man child, right? Absolute man child. Yeah. But not only was he big, he could skate. He had great hands, great shot, and was able to play a level above him and still be a top player on the ice. So yeah, yeah. That's why I asked about him because I I, uh, played against him when I was a kid. Yeah, tough as nails, tough as nails. He was a a great player. Didn't like playing against him, but pretty good golfer too. So he's um, he's got his work cut out for him though. So, but this is his first trip to this, to our, to our little Ryder cup event. So I know he's pretty excited and, um, and, and Tamu was going to come, but he had to bow out last second too. So, you know, but everybody else is pretty much just, uh, just golfing buddies of mine that I've met along the way over the last 10 or 12 years since I retired. So does Todd Bertuzzi ever talk to you about the incident? Um, you know, we actually talked about it a little bit this summer, um, at the, at their member guest at their invitational, um, he, he's obviously it's something that really is a big, it's, it's a big, big damper in his life and something that he wishes never happens. And he feels awful about it, but he also, he also really feels that he was, uh, really missed, um, misjudged and not represented well. And he took the hit for a lot of other people that were even more involved in or could have been people that threw him under the bus. And, and he, 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 he'll be the first one to say, you know, I was an idiot. I was stupid. He can't, he can't hit somebody from behind. That's all, you know? that's all settled, yeah. right? That's all said yeah. and done. And can I, can I yeah. tell you what yeah. I think about everything? Yeah, but, that but, I will, but, I, but, I, but I will say he's, he's extremely remorseful and very, you know, it's something that really bothers him and something, but he, I, I do know that, um, he really he's really mad at the 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 support the lack of support that he got from people that should have been more accountable 
for it. Do you guys actually believe that the punch broke the kid's neck? No. Did you see the fucking pile on right after? There was like 10 guys piled on and literally on the guy's head. And I've been sucker punched. We've all been sucker punched. Yep. There's no fucking way that punch broke his neck. So we so we're clear on my 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 thought here. It's the wrong thing to do. He made Correct. a bad and error. He knows that. He knows that. it, and he understands yep. it. Do you yep. want to know how many times that happened in the freaking game back in that time? It happened every game, weekly. Every game, someone got suckered. Yep. Every game, yep. someone was in that situation. Okay, you have Todd Bertuzzi that is literally been thrown under the bus did he make a mistake you absolutely made a mistake okay he's gonna own up to that mistake but let me tell you something that happened with a hundred other players that did the same thing yep yep 100 percent. and their and their names aren't dragged through the mud that's all i'm saying there's a lot of guys that made a lot of bad decisions back in that time which was kind of like the wild wild west and, you know, it's just unfortunate that Todd Bertuzzi, when you mention his name, you automatically go back to that incident. I don't. You don't but- look at how great of a hockey player he was. He was an absolutely yes, incredible absolutely. NHL hockey absolutely. player. Absolutely. And, and, and you know what, Riff? You know what, Riff? I think you couldn't be you couldn't be more right. And it's really too bad because he is a very good hockey player. But that incident kind of is the first thing that people will think about that know the game. And I will say this, um, to answer your question, Petey, no, I don't think it was the punch. I think it could have been the, the, the way he landed. I think he would probably, you know, the way he landed on the ice and then everybody piled on top of him. I don't think it was the initial punch. Um, I do think the initial punch probably knocked him out and the force of that fall probably helped that break. Um, I, we've seen people get hit a lot harder that, you know, never even left the game. Um, I know I've been hit in the head numerous times and know what it's like to get hit in the head of that nature. But the problem that I have with it is, you know, this started in the locker room in the in, in between periods. Um, and you said it right. You know, Moore did take out, take out one of their best players. I think it was Nasland. And the coach has to take responsibility for sitting in front of his teammates, uh, in front of his team, and saying, you know, which one of you guys is going to take care of this? Let's go get them. Right? Pretty much. 100%. Pretty much. And, and you don't um, think who, that who, that was said in the locker room? No, Everybody I, knows I, that. Everybody understands exactly what happens. Who was who the coach again? Who was the coach again? Crawford. Yes. Yes, exactly. And Crawford threw Bertuzzi under the bus and didn't take any accountability for what he said in the locker room and getting his guys all riled up and and probably mentally coercing them like who's going to do it whether it was he said it right to Bertie or or to everybody like which one of you guys are going to do it and obviously Bertie is the, is the guy because he's the tough guy and he's everybody looks at Bertie but you have a coach that doesn't take accountability and doesn't stick up for your, your players after the fact. You know, Mark Crawford, Mark Crawford is, is a piece of shit. 
he has no credibility to me either. Are you after- surprised, Jr., that there was not a player in the dressing room? Now, even like I can understand players hiding because they're worried about their livelihood. Okay, you have these players that literally are playing hockey from a, an extremely early age that are training, that are doing every, they're sacrificing things in their life to make to to try and you know make the national hockey league it's 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 a childhood dream now all of a sudden there's they're in a tough situation you have a a a very very bad outing in in this situation where a player gets hurt um he never plays the game again but you know we're talking right now about crawford in the dressing room in between periods and what was said like is it just Todd Bertuzzi going out and doing this on his own, or is this was something said in the dressing room to ignite the players to fire them up to respond? Yes, to what this player did in mm-hmm. in a game before that, hitting their best player. My question is, why hasn't there been other players come and stand up and say, "Listen, I mean, Todd Bertuzzi made a bad decision." It it had the absolute worst result that you could possibly imagine, but we were also told or at least coerced to and pushed and prodded to do something about it. And if yeah. that's if that's said publicly by players that were in that locker room, then the blame is is going to not just be on Todd Bertuzzi. It's going to be on a coach and an organization. Okay, yeah. I have a question for you guys. Based on the time, I think it was 0304 that that incident occurred, right? Does that sound about right? Yep. Okay. okay. Yep. So, you know, Riv, you refer to it as the wild, wild west. So I don't, I can't off the top of my head recall the, the hit on Nasland. I'm pretty sure it was Marcus Nasland, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and, it was. And I don't the know. neutral if, zone. Yeah, and it was an open ice hit, and he rocked him. Did he not? Was it? It was a clean yes. hit, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was somewhat. You know, again, every hit like that on a, on a on a high end player is always going to be looked upon as uh, somewhat dirty. But it was a solid, stiff body check that, um, depending on what you know, glasses you're looking through. Some some are looking at it as dirty. Some are looking at it as clean. Okay, that's and that's mm-hmm. fine. So. My question is this, does someone on Colorado not tell Steve Moore, hey, they're coming for you after that. So you better be ready and you need to answer the bell because that you just hit their best You mean player. the players on his team? Yeah. Doesn't someone warn him or does, shouldn't he know that? I mean, he had some experience in the league up until yeah. that point. I mean, well, that- he can, he, he can, he can, and he should know it himself. But I mean, that was, you can't. I, there's no way he could skate with his eyes behind him all the time. I mean, he can't have his head on that much of a swivel. And nobody would expect that something like that to come from behind like that. And, you know, I think that's, again, that's where Birdie's really, really struggles a lot with it because that's not in his character. So I'm saying, like doesn't that. Steve Moore have to turn around and fight the guy, whoever it is? At that, in After that era? Yeah, of course, but that's not Stephen Moore's not going. He's not going to do that. I mean, but then again, that was a that was also an era where players like Stephen Moore, players like Matt Cook, players like um, 
what's that what's that that French Avery. kid's name? That, that that French kid's name that used to run around and hit and be a pain in the ass and be just try to try to spark up stuff and couldn't play the game worth a shit. Um who'd he play for? He played, he played for Buffalo. He played. Uh, I think he played in. Um, and guy? Think, he's a French guy. He's a French guy, and he's just played in Vancouver. Played in in Dallas. Um, it's just a pain. Just a just a pain in the Steve ass. Steve Ott. No, 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 no. He's no. He's one of those. He's one of those guys that run around and hit and gets in the face, and he's like the ah, most annoying S- person. Steve Bajan. No, 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 no. no. What no, year he was, was he in Buffalo? <laughs> we're gonna get it. God, we're gonna we're... get it. I know, I know. Um, there's a goaltender. There's a goal. There was a goaltender that had the same last name but a different first name. I'm trying to think of who. God damn it. <laughs> Wow. This this is a tough this is a tough day. This is a tough day. Um <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm gonna think of it. While while we're chatting, I'm gonna think of it. But I, but in my point, my point of the matter is is that was the time, you know, when there was no there was no instigator rule anymore, and it allowed these 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 nat assholes to run around and just stir up shit and you know, getting people's getting people's grills and and hit hard and hit cheap and just and then just kind of you know not not be responsible and fight and turn the other cheek. Um, God, this guy was so. God, he played for Dallas. I think he played for Dallas maybe five, four or five years ago. Um, Let's move on. Let's move on. Did you see the score of the Go. Kraken Kings game last night? Anyone? I'll tell you what this. I think this Kraken right now that might be the talk of the league besides the Devils and, and the Bruins. And this team is playing some good damn hockey, man. But nine eight nine eight nine Jeez, eight. A, I mean, that's peewee. That that's that's squirt peewee hockey, right? But what, that's how the that, game that, should be, in my opinion. You know what? Like, it would be nice if games were, you know, eight seven seven six. You know, nine eight. Fuck, those are that's that's great for fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. get some some pucks in the back of the net. That game must have but, been but incredible yeah, to in, watch. But in in pro hockey to have a nine eight game, like seriously, who who is in that? Was it was Quickie in that last night? Both I mean, of them. They both played. Peterson of course they. And, of course they. Of course they did. It was nine goals. So think of think well, of the Kraken. The Kraken wrote out their guy the entire game. Jones. Martin Jones played the whole game. It was a back and forth. Like it was, it was one, one, two, two, three, two. Then it got to like five, three, or maybe it was six, four. And then how many goals were scored in the first period? Six. Think about going to an NHL game. Okay. Paying your money. And in the very first period, there's six goals scored. And you're sitting there thinking after the first period, this is unbelievable. Money well spent, yeah. excitement back and forth. At the time, it was one, two, three. So it was three, three yeah, after the first period. How many goals were scored in the second? Eight. Eight so after goals. two periods of hockey, there's 14 goals scored. And the people that are sitting in the stands are like, 
what is going on right no, now? But the, but, the, but the great thing is what you're just saying, Rip. Now go to the end of the game and look at the back and forth that happened. Because I'm looking at my – I have pop-ups that come on my phone. And it was just – there's a banner after banner after banner coming through. I'm like, what's happening here? Banner, goal, king goal, cracking goal. What's, how, how did, it, how did it, the goals go at the end of the game? 11:36 and 13:39 to tie it, and then they uh, Seattle scored 208 in overtime on the power play. It was friggin' 98. Ovi had two last night, gentlemen. He's at uh, 793. He became the all-time most goals scored on the road. Yeah, four on the road. Hundred and four hundred and three goals. He wow, surpassed. Wayne Gretzky last night for the all-time most goals scored on the road. That's a pretty and, cool stat. Uh, That's a pretty cool stat to have, to tell you the truth. I didn't because even know that was even kept track of, to be honest with you. Oh my God, they keep track of everything in the game nowadays. That it's crazy. I, you, but, know, you know, you know, nobody nobody wants to be a homer. You don't want to be you never want to be called a homer. Oh, he only plays when he's at home because he feels comfortable in front of his own fans. Hey, I don't you care. Know? All my goals were at home. <laughs> <laughs> all four all five baby. of them. Oh, I said five. I said all five. Do no, you actually I, think that that Alex Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer yes, of all time? I do. I do. Well, what, How what can you, you say, say such a you thing? You said you was it you or Rib who sent me the stats last night? Twelve hundred and what forty games? He's got seven hundred and ninety three goals. Just think of that. Think about that. In this day and age, where goaltenders are as good as athletic, the equipment is as good as it's as it is. The players in front of them are as talented and good the met the, the defensive mentality that the that they coach in these days just think of all the dynamics that are involved in in Ovi's Ovi's era and he's put up the numbers that Gretz put up back in the 80s where goaltenders didn't go down on the ice because they were too fat and didn't want to have to get up where their equipment was you know brutal I mean, you ever watch old time hockey goaltenders? They used they, instead of doing the butterfly, they used to kick out like kick forward. Yeah, oh, they yeah. turn their they they would turn their skate blade to the side to kick yeah. it into the corner. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Like I Greg mean, Millen, it, and, yeah, Greg Millen just or or they just they wouldn't go down. They just try to knock it out of the air. <laughs> the old Titan Turbo to, hockey sticks yeah. that Gretzky was using. You know, like I mean now. Now, you know, the technology is different. The goaltending is different. Yeah. The players are different. They, they, yeah. they train like, I mean, did you ever see, a, did, you, did you guys ever see a goaltender in the eighties or nineties? that didn't look like they hung out at Dunkin' Donuts after, you know, every day after practice, every single one of them. Everyone. Well, and it's not a, it's not a knock. It's just, that's just the way that hundred percent, you know, that's there was no was. training. There was no training back in the day um, or very little. And 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 Ovi has had to grow up in an era where I mean, you know, all the players in this league are can skate, all can hit, all can pass, all can shoot. The 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 level of player has, and you know what? Listen, I mean, we're gonna look back and okay, in here, twenty here, years here. from now, thirty years from now, and we're gonna be we're gonna be sitting there looking at these players, and we're gonna be like these guys. Oh my god. 
Why are they so slow? Why are they this? Why are they that? Because oh, the, game the game can't gonna get any faster. Someone's going to die. If these players can't, can't get, get any can't, faster, can't, they... can't, can't get faster. Can't get faster. Yes, it can. Nope. Yes, it can. Absolutely. I, I, can get I don't know. I don't, geez, I don't see how it can get faster. Watching Conor McDavid fly, watching McKinnon go. I don't know how, how you can go faster. I, there's just this, there's a top end speed that you just, you, but your body can't take you. What are they skating now? 24, 25 miles an hour at the peak. Yeah. At peak. Um, I can't. I just can't see them skating. And what's going to happen is you're going to have more players that skate at the level of Connor McDavid. You're going to have more players like that. that. I agree. That I agree. That I agree. And, and, and the, therefore the, the game is going to be much faster and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be more skilled. The players are going to be stronger and even in better shape because technology is always dumber. evolving and dumber because not there's only certain people that can their brains can keep up with their feet like a Connor mcdavid or a mckinnon at that speed you know you'll have guys that can do it all right they say you have all the tools but no toolbox right you got a you got a shit ton of those type of guys well, um, i think there's a lot i mean uh, when it comes to to you know here's hockey, a question. when it comes you, to you, hockey sense i feel like that is one of the 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 skills are the traits that most of these ridiculously talented players are lacking. I mean, I think it's, I think a lot of them have here's, this unbelievable skill, a, but I think a, some lack the hockey sense. Yes, for sure. What that is the hardest, what is the hardest thing to, to gain in order to play in the NHL? What's the hardest the heart. thing to develop? Is it the skating? Is it your stick handling and hands? It's understanding is it of your the game. shot? Is it the strength factor? Is it the power and strength? And what is the hardest thing to gain in the game of hockey in order to play at the highest a level? Hockey sense, being able hockey to think, sense. being able to think the game at a, at a fast pace. Yeah, I'm not I, talking I totally youth agree. hockey. I'm not talking youth hockey. I'm not talking that. I'm talking in order to continue to gain through youth hockey, where a lot of these guys are dominating this and that, and then all of a sudden you see guys fall off. It's because everybody's a good skater mm-hmm. later on in, in, in Everybody the game. can shoot. Everybody can shoot. Everybody can shoot, and they've shot an ungodly amount of pucks. Everybody pretty much to play at the highest level, even if you're a defenseman, even if you're a defensive <laughs> defenseman, have absolutely great hands, okay? Because these are the best players in the world. The defensive defensemen have unbelievable hands. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everything that you can work on, you can work on your strength. You can have a skating coach for your skating. You can have, you can shoot pucks. You mm-hmm. can stick handle till you're blue in the face. The one thing that you can't train it's is your, your brain. And you ask yourself, why is this genetic freak who's playing in the minors? Why is he there? Why is he? Because he skates faster than most NHL players. He shoots the puck harder than most NHL players. He's six foot two. He's 200 pounds. He's got everything, but he's, why can't he crack the NHL and stay there? He might be able to play one or two Because of three reasons. Because of three reasons. Because he's dumb as a stump. He's afraid of his own shadow, right? Or he's not committed to work consistently. 
Those are the three major reasons why a talented player doesn't make or, it. Or bad game. coaching growing up. Never had a coach that actually taught him how to play. You know, maybe he was just a star player where it's like, here's the puck. Go, no, go, we, we the still, puck. We've, we've, seen, we've seen talented players that play, uh, that play in the game that – that are that, that don't have anything between you know between the ears, but they work their bag off and they and they're and they they're committed and they hit. They should be scoring more goals and be more productive, but they still play because they work their ass off and and they're effective, right? But they just okay. they can't score goals and they can't they can't get to another level because they don't think the game well. They don't go to the right places at the right times. Their instincts don't read the play the way that. That, that the top goal scorers do, you know, like the, like Gretz wasn't, Gretz wasn't the most talented player in the game. He was the smartest player, I think ever in the history of the game, yep. which is, you know, and here's, here's a, here's a, here's a debate. Uh, we're talking about Ovi in terms of goal scorers. We say who are the best goal scorers, but who are the best natural goal scorers, the goal scorers that could score no matter or who they played with because you could debate because Ovi has had the pleasure of playing with Nick with uh with Backstrom who is an amazing playmaker amazing playmaker it, it, pretty much his whole career right that's Brett Hall that's is a, a natural goal scorer well Brett Hall also had Adam yeah but he Oates also played with Adam Craig Oates Janney. and Craig Janney and Craig Janney like yeah like, Adam, like listen like, I mean, you could Hall yell at me Craig Jesus I know, but, but if you're going to bring somebody up, you know, JR just made a freaking point. And then all of a sudden you're going to take your head and shove it in your ass and come out with the friggin' say, well, Brett Hall's one of the greatest goals. He I, also had literally two of the greatest passers instantly his entire you, instantly you just, you just, saying you just, that. You just, you just, you just, you just, you just tried to compare the two absolute same, same goals. Fucking, you know what? Fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> I was just trying to have a conversation, throw a name okay, out well, there. Here's Look a, what happens. So here's, co- so here's the conversation. So give me Who a natural goal the- scorer then. How about Pavel Burris? Jerome McGinley. Jerome McGinley. How about how many goals yeah. did Jerome McGinley score in his career? Was he over six hundred? Yeah, it was six hundred. He was over yeah. 600. He's got like 625 maybe. I'll look so, him up. But six. Who did he play in? Who did he play with? Who was the centerman, Petey? I can't remember. Exactly. Exactly. So that's my, that's my whole point. That is a pure Holy shit, he's got goal 625 score. goals. That's a pure goal score. Brett Hall is a pure goal score. Okay, pure I'm just shitting score. on you, Petey. But let me tell you but, something. He also played with two help. of the greatest passers in the game in Craig Janney and Adam Oates. Right. Correct. And Mario Lemieux. Know, How they, about Mario Lemieux? He made everybody around him better. He made he got Rob Brown 140 something points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, granted, Mario had a he had, I mean, he had nine NH, Hall of Famers on his team. I mean, Mario had a lot of good guys around him, but he's the he was the one that that fed everybody and scored the goals. That guy was a natural goal scorer. Uh, Gretz was a nat- natural goal scorer, those guys. But I'm talking about, like I said, uh, Pavel Bure. I mean, look at Pavel Bure's goals per games played and the way that he scored goals. He scored individual goals more than anybody maybe I've ever seen. Do we not put right? Mike Bossy in the mix because of the era he played? 100%. Mike Bossy is the number one goal scorer to ever play the game. Well, arguably, no. <laughs> yes. listen, if you want to argue about this, Jr. 
We are just going to simply bring up statistics. I had, I had I had this conversation with somebody at at the at the autograph show that I was at two weeks ago in, in Vancouver. We yep. talked about who's the best goal scorer. I said Ovi, and the guy said, "Well, how can you?" And I I mentioned Gretz. I mentioned Mario. Um, and he goes, well, how come you're not saying Mike Bossy? He was the best goal scorer of all time. He had 10 50-goal seasons in a row, 11, right? 752 and- games, 573 goals, 1,126 points. Probably one of the best Probably one of the best off-the-wing shooters in the history of the game. In the history of the game. Yep. Um, and again, a, a, a career cut short like Burray. Um, Listen, if there's no way, there's no way I would sit here and say, Mike Bossy, you're wrong because Mike Bossy probably, probably was the most talented, natural goal scorer that the game has ever seen that can do it in all different ways and didn't need a centerman to to get him the puck to do it. But also played with Brian Chatre. Trotche. Yeah. Right? I mean, again, like every single one of these guys, I don't care who you are. There's there's not a player that's ever played this game that you're going to look at him and say he did it by himself. And no. and on top of that, he scored over 500 goals. No, but look at the way they score the goals, Riv, which is important, right? Like I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you one of the one of the most um one of the best goal scorers in the game, but you look at where all his goals came from, and that's Keith Kachuk. He scored four five hundred and forty-two goals. I bet you four hundred four hundred of them, four hundred and something of them came from right inside oh, or around that blue paint. Just that like blue Dave, paint. just like Dave Garbage. Dave Chuck. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, Dave, Dave Anderchuk. Correct. Tim Kerr. Exactly. And then but then you look at goals like, like we talked about, Alexander Mogilny. Um, Pavel Bure, Mike Medano, Mike Bossy, these guys that scored from all over the ice with speed coming around, making unbelievable moves, did it coast to coast, um, you know, individual. this guy, JR? If we want to go and talk about, like, and try and rank. Joe Sackick. How about a Joe Sackick? How about a Steve Iserman, right? These guys that that How about this one? And this one, you're going to have to tell me um, who he played with, because I don't know. Because I didn't watch him. Marcel Dion had 731 goals. Okay. Who did he play with? Did he play with Charlie Simmer uh, in that era? I've never heard of Charlie Simmer in my (laughs) entire life. Really? (laughs) Not one single time have I ever heard that name before. And Charlie Simmer is not someone I've ever heard about. You don't know Chuck Chuck Simsky. I think back in the day, you know, you know how they have the French the French connection in Buffalo. I think they had a line in 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 the Kings. It was a very famous line that Marcel Dion, Charlie Simmer, and somebody else who played together. Yeah. I mean I could I could be wrong, but um how about Mike Gardner? One of, again, one of the best, right? nat, one of the best natural goal scorers of all time, and a guy and that what, does not get. What was more elite in his game than scoring goals? Skating, his speed. Skating. Yep. <laughs> Literally yep. one of the fastest guys in the NHL in his era, and he was blowing by defensemen and scoring goals at will by driving around them wide because he was so fast. But yes. he again. When you take a look and say, you know, he played for Washington, 
He played for Minnesota. He played for the Rangers. He played for Toronto and he played for Phoenix. Phoenix. And yep. when you look at all of the teams that he played for, when you think of him as a goal scorer, who was his setup guy? Nope. I played with him. I played with him in Phoenix at the end, at the end of his career. Yep. And even at the end of, even at the end of his career, he was still the fastest guy on the ice and he would create all of his speed um, you know, he got a lot of one-timers on the power play, but a lot of his goals came through him getting the speed, getting behind defensemen and being able to create his own, his own opportunities. Uh, he, he doesn't get enough credit for as good a goal scorer as Mike Gardner was absolutely yeah. unbelievable, unbelievable goal scorer, but fast as hell, but also a smart guy, right? We've seen, we've seen fast guys and, and, you know, guys that can fly, but can't put the puck in the back of the net. Like how many how many breakaways you see Athanasiu get and and he can't put the puck in the back of the net. Athanasiu yeah. should score 50 a year with the amount of breakaways he gets. With, right? He's an elite skater, right? He's like elite the, skater. he's like the yep. Mike Gardner of his time but without the goal scoring ability. Yeah. Yeah, there's another what. guy that got more more breakaways than ever. The guy used to play for the Rangers and just he just left Phoenix like last year. Can I ask you something just Mark, to end Mark off Grabner, the uh, Michael Grabner? Michael right? Grabner. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Breakaway Mr. He, get, he get he get three breakaways a game. Oh yeah. Yeah. I and saw one goal, I, one goal one goal a week. Quickly here just on Mike Gardner before I sound like Craig was going to change gears. I went to a Leaf game in the 90s when he was playing there and they were playing San Jose. But he had four breakaways in the first period. Anyway, go ahead, Rave. What were you going to say? No, I was. I was. I'm just looking at the uh, the all time goal scoring records. You have Wayne Gretzky, Gordy Howe with 801 goals, and Alice Ovechkin is sitting with 793 goals. Okay, so he's eight away. He's going to surpass Gordy Howe, um, Mr. Hockey. And if I were to tell you, Jr. Right now, that Alex Ovechkin is going to end his career with. Um, 875 goals. And he, and that's, that's what he ends with. Is he mm-hmm. still the best goal scorer of all time? I think he is. I, I, or, I truly... or, or is Wayne Gretzky still deemed the number one until someone surpasses him? Well, you know what I would like to know? Um, I would like to know how many games were missed due to lockout or a pandemic because I'm telling you right now, if the pandemic didn't happen and didn't, and th- those 50 some odd games were didn't happen or the, well, he missed his whole rookie year. Happen. He missed his whole rookie year. That would have been 0405 because he was drafted okay, in 04. So, so he and Sid came in the same year, but Ovi was a year older when he, when he won the rookie of the year because he was did they have another one in 2010. Yeah, he missed, he missed, he had a shortened season in, uh, 2012, maybe 11, 12, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, then the pandemic and he did, he has not missed many games over his career due to injury, which is surprising no. the way he's I'm played. just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying games that were missed due to stupidity or, um, over contract disputes, but with obviously with this, with the CBA, um, but uh, you know, it's he. I would like to know how many games Gretz missed over his career because of. I know he missed the all of '94 season or half of that, whatever '94 season. Was that when he got um, the lockout from, yep. by Suter? 
in the World, no, Ch- that, World no, that, Canada no, Cup? No, that was a, that was the lockout, the NHL lockout of '94. Uh, oh, yeah. um, uh, Two thousand four. 2004 missed the whole season, but Gretz might. Have been, I think Gretz was retired by then. I think Gretz missed probably whatever ha- whatever that lockout of '94 was. I think that was the only lo- uh, lockout that the NHL had for Gretz that he missed actual games. Of. And he missed, I think, at the '92 Canada Cup, if I'm not mistaken, if it was in '92. But he got cross-checked from behind into the boards or something by Gary Suter. Yeah, hurt Gary his back. Suter. Yeah, I was I was in that game. I was Were you really? Game. What year was that? Yeah, nineteen ninety-one Canada Cup. Nineteen ninety-one Canada Cup. Yep, yep. And it was in—I want to say it was in Saskatoon, but um, it was. Yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. Um, yeah, it was. It was tough. It was tough going to the next game in in Hamilton after after that happened. Gary was like was enemy number one, but he did. He, he didn't care. He's. He didn't give a shit. He laughed it off. Gary's just one of the most like down to earth kind of. Wasn't he playing in guys. Canada at the time for? Wasn't he in Calgary? No, no, but no. Uh, yes, he was in Calgary. He was in Calgary. Or he might have come to. Or he, he he was just yeah he was in Calgary, and then he was he came to Chicago right after that. So yeah, okay. played with me. The yeah, um, I was on that team. Well, speaking of greatest goal scorers, the Austin Matthews courting session in Arizona has officially begun they have been uh, approved and a 30-year guarantee no move guarantee for the franchise with a new building as of yesterday so yeah tempe tempe arizona and And where is that finally incompetence finally incompetence finds a way to succeed that whole organization in the air in arizona management is totally incompetent so here's the here's the tweet from Chris Johnson. He writes uh, with Gary Bettman and Bill Daly in attendance. Temp- Tempe City Council has voted unanimously in favor of approving the Arizona Coyotes' proposed arena and entertainment district. The project will now be put to a referendum of local citizens in May. So I guess there's still an and approval that'll pass. Vote. And that, that 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 will pass because the, the, all the fans want that stadium put in that side of the city and that side is of that town near because, Scottsdale. Because so Tempe is kind of that's Tempe is where Arizona State is. It is literally right in the heart of everything that's Phoenix. It's 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 where this building is going to go is two minutes from the airport. Two minutes. It's it's in the middle of Chandler, Mesa, Phoenix, Scottsdale, and Gilbert. It's literally right in the heart. Now, when you talk about snowbirds. All the people that have been going down to Arizona for years and years and years, the hockey fans, the people that come from Michigan, the people that come from Minnesota, from Calgary, from Vancouver, from from even Chicago, they all settled on the east side, okay, which is Scottsdale, which is Chandler, which is Mesa. Now the building is going right there. If they would have done this back in 2000, this team would be one of the greatest places to play with one of the best fan bases in the National Hockey League. Trust me, I've lived there for 25 years. I know how. But over where they built it is where all the Californians moved when they moved out of California because of their stupid politics here. They wanted to get out of out of high-tax California. They moved to the west side of Phoenix where they put the building, and nobody wanted to go out there. It was an hour and a half drive to get to the game for the actual hockey fan. 
It's great well, it news. Didn't develop right, Jr. Like it was basically they, they it was desert. It. Well, it developed, but it was the first thing there, right? And the the owner put the building over there because he owned the land. It was a pig farm that he owned, so he did it for personal reasons. I'm going to put the building out there. I'm going to build everything around it and have my own little, you know, my own little money pot out there. And then everything will fill in around it. Well, it didn't fill in the way that he wanted it to with hockey fans. There's a lot out there now because it's obviously been developed. But that building was all by itself in the middle of a fucking pig field for the longest time. Yeah. Now, the owner of the team now, okay, I think he's Cuban. I want to say he's Cuban. He's He's not a hockey fan. He's an entrepreneur. Now, he might be a hockey fan now that he bought the team, but he knew nothing about the team when he came in. He bought this team because he wanted to develop an arena and an entertainment complex around it. I think he bought this team, and, and I, I, don't, I don't think I'm wrong about this because I've heard a lot of things. He, he wanted it for the real estate. He'd give two shits about the team. He wanted to build an arena, hotels, entertainment section, a big, big old, you know, uh, Kind of like a like they did in L.A. with Staples Center, right? Yeah. That whole and now he's got it. And, his, he he know. is he is of Cuban descent for sure. His his parents are Cuban. He was born in New York, and he now now lives in Los Angeles or grew up in Los and his, Angeles. And, and and his son is the president, and his son knows nothing about the game. But um, I will say, I will say, Arizona is one is is one of the one of the surprises to me in the league this year because they play a hard brand of hockey. So if this passes JR, if this passes and it goes through the, the, you know, the people, the council and all that kind of stuff, how long does it take to build this arena? Start to finish. Uh, You doing the timetable in Austin Matthews? Two two and a half years. Two and a half years. Exactly what I'm doing. I have his old (laughs) cap friendly up right now. So do I. I did the same thing. 2022 23, he makes $11.64 million. In 2023 24, he is on the last year of his deal. He'll be 26 years old. And after that, in the 2024 25 season, he will be an unrestricted free agent. How long does it take to build an arena of that magnitude? It'll be two and a half years. So he's got a year and a half right now, but I won't start until next year. So we're now we're looking into, so next year you got 23, 24, 2006, 2006, 26, 2026. 2026. So the 2026-27 season, that arena, if everything goes well, will be ready to rock and roll is what you're saying. Most likely should be. Rivs is Does Austin Matthews does Austin (laughs) Matthews stay with a storied original six franchise? Or does he go to the desert, which will pull in just because of the location? Listen, I loved, I loved going to Phoenix. I love going to Phoenix or Arizona because of the weather. 
mm-hmm. because of the 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 feeling of it, it's tropical, right? It, mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's a great place to live. I you know one of right. my best buddies in the game, Brian Savage, played there for years. He literally loved this place. Okay. Yep. By the um, way, he was my na- he, he was my neighbor and one of my favorite people on the whole planet, and he lived there. A lot of people live there after there. I lived there for 25 years. I only played there six. I lived there for who's 25 the, years. Who's the singer of Poison? That's Michaels, Brett Michaels. Uh, Brett Michaels, yeah. We we yeah, uh yeah, he yeah. he lived literally he almost lived, across right the, street. the street from me. Yeah, right from Brett Michaels. Me, yeah. Yeah. I also yeah. partied one night till five With o'clock Alice in Cooper. the morning. Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Alice Cooper lives in in Biltmore. And Dave Mas- Dave Mustaine was Mustaine Temple Mustaine Newman's from- uh, neighbor. Dave Bistane, exactly. That's who I was just going to say from, from uh, is it Megadeth? What's Metallica and Megadeth, yeah. Meta- oh my yeah, God, Metallica. JR. Yeah. yeah. He used to sit right behind, he used to sit right behind our bench, like literally right behind our bench. So he, he, he'd always bang on the glass. He'd be like, ah! he sat right, he was a huge hockey fan. He loved it. JR, you know? do you remember the time then that, that uh, I met you and I had never met you before? And it was at your golf course. Uh, I don't, I don't, I can't remember. Brian Savage uh, uh, belonged yeah, at to Whisper it Rock. At Whisper, Whisper Rock. Rock. Oh my God. Yeah. Petey, you would not believe this golf course. The best. The best. All the these, best. all the, the, all the PGA players all belong to this course. And we yeah. went and played with, um, I, we partied at his house till like five, five thirty in the morning and then had to be on the course at eight o'clock to play. And these guys were completely bombed. Like didn't even go to bed, Petey. Okay. Yeah. Who was it? Um oh, he's a chunky guy, uh uh JR. Meatloaf. Long ball hitter. Plays oh, on the plays on the PGA the right now, JR. Oh, that's um you mean Stadler? Nope. Nope. Not Kevin not Kevin Sadler. There was a couple, there was a couple PGA guys there and I can't even remember who they are because I was so, that I was Colton so blessed. Knows that, that Colton knows who's there. You had Stadler who was there. You had, uh, uh, Martin Keimer was there. Um, you had, um, Pat Perez. Oh, Pat Perez. Nuts. Crazy. Oh, is he nuts or what? I saw Pat couple of, i saw pat three weeks ago here in san diego at uh at a place called javier's he had his family here pat perez is one of the craziest bastards on the planet and, and like he had he has his own golf cart with with a, a dress it was had all this it looked like a uh a, a mexican golf cart with the you know all the, the all the tassels hanging from it the speakers up all over the place yeah. decorated to the nines almost like it was you know Cinco de Mayo day. That's that was Pat Perez. Yeah. We, we had crazy games at, over there. Brian was, Brian's yeah. a big hitter. Brian was a big hitter, man. He's, he can hit the ball a long way. Well, listen, but, um, I mean, I, I hit a pretty good ball. Okay. And then, you know, watching Savage get up there, who's like a scratch or, or, you know, uh, like a somewhere around there, he's getting up and he's hitting 15 yards, 20 yards past me. And I it. hit a pretty good bombed ball. It. And then all of a sudden you get, um, you get these, the, we played with a couple of pros. One was Pat Perez. I can't, I, I I'd have to go back and really think about who the other guy was. These guys were hitting and they were completely blitzed. Okay. And they were hitting three sixty plus every oh, yeah. single solitary time, um, off the tee. Like it was effortless hitting three sixty plus every single drive. Yeah, it was, it's, it's, 
you don't realize how good they are. Like if you're a golfer and you have the ability to play with good players, guys that are, you know, five handicapped or, or better, even scratch handicapped guys, um, here at your local course, you're like, these guys are incredible. Insane. And then all of a sudden you have no idea how much better these pros are. They are, I mean, breathtaking to watch them swing. I was playing with Paul Casey at, at, at Whisper Rock one day. Paul Casey, obviously one of the best golfers for the last 20 years. He is the 18th hole, lower course, is a, is a par five that you have to hit over a wash. And the second shot is anywhere between 300, if you pound it, to two, 250, two, 26, 245. He 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 hit a driver six iron to a five hundred and ninety-five yard par five and hit it this far. And I don't think the ball ever left the middle of the fairway. I, I was like one of the best one of the best two swings I've ever seen, Paul K- and the sound, the look. You, you and I'm a scratch golfer. I felt like I felt like a like a little like so yeah. inferior. It was unbelievable. They're, they're so impressive. good. Well, but anyway, Arizona uh, is so good. So good for Arizona getting their building. That's great. They need it. Hopefully, they can uh, they can turn their franchise around because it it's been it's just been a debacle. I mean, you, you know, the National Hockey League is not happy having to carry their their finances again this year. So hopefully, this is uh, this is the start of a of a beautiful I, friendship between them and the National Hockey League. I'm not going to lie to you because we know you have to go, and and we appreciate the time. Um, I, I was it was kind of bittersweet for me to see because I just really feel like um, that they is go the, somewhere else. They're the anchor of the NHL, and well, they have been. They have yeah. been. The National Hockey League's literally had to pay for them. Yeah, you know. I mean, th- so, they've had to pay. They've had to pay their nut the whole way. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I totally agree. You know, I, they could have been bit better off in maybe Kansas City, maybe in Quebec City, maybe yeah. in 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 Houston. But you yeah. know what? Gary Bettman won't let that happen because it's money and it's uh you know, it's Well, if it's ego. money, they're losing 30 to 50 million dollars in the last 50 yeah, years. Yeah, it's he, not money yeah, though. It's not money. Yeah, but he doesn't but he doesn't care. He doesn't care what the at the what the the actual team is making. He he cares of, of the health of the league, and now you're giving up a seven hundred and fifty to eight hundred million dollar expansion price that that he could be looking at at some point. He doesn't want to give up something like that. Well, and the other thing so, is too, he moved them out of Canada, and now he put another team back there. And Atlanta didn't work. Carolina, they may have a cup, and they might be good, but the, it's not. You know, you're 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 getting a hundred dollars for a playoff game down on the glass. You know, it, Florida Panthers not working. You know, it's like there have been some errors on his watch, and you can't have another sure. one. Can't have another 100%. one. Enjoy 100%. Pebble Beach. Thanks, boys. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.